0: Well, the tie is still there, so let's talk about Green Arrow. And cool, bring exactly the energy we need to talk about this fucking guy. <laughs> um,
1: That's where we should start this. So we're there. talking about the Green Arrow, <laughs> and I'm bringing exactly the energy we need.
0: Yeah. Well, look, because it, it was either going to be. Um, low energy or me screaming and i feel like you all deserve a break from that so (laughs) uh okay hello and welcome to cape corner where i'm fucking sick (laughs) um if you can't tell by my voice i've got the flu do not worry listeners i did take a covid test i'm fine um So, from there, it's like, okay, I don't have COVID. So, it's either a cold or a flu. Uh, I'll tell you how I know I have flu. Colds don't ravage my stomach. And uh, I was feeling that last night. So, fun, fun, fun. Uh, I, I do have a little bit of news, I guess, so that we can purport to be a, a professional podcast for a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, it's not news. Uh, hell, it may have even already come out by the time I recorded my last episode. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Last episode was a video game episode, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh Kid Cuddy is canon to the MCU. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, it, was, it was pretty fun. I'm so hyped for Moon Knight. Like like I I knew a bit about him, right? Like I knew more than the average person, let's put it that way. I knew that he had dissociative identity disorder. I knew that he was uh an agent of an Egyptian god. Um like uh I knew bits and pieces there. I have seen the memes right like the comic panel edits, that's um yeah. where's, where's my money dracula you big fucking nerd uh,
1: my favorite is a panel that i don't think was edited i think it's real oh on. is it spider-man one because i was about to bring that up no it's the punisher one where uh, uh the, the punisher says hey mark you still crazy and he goes little bit you still killing people and he goes, yeah, a little bit. How's your imaginary <laughs> god? And then Moon Knight says, he's good. How's your dead family?
0: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's real. Oh, love it. Um, god damn it, this makes me want to talk about Moon Knight. But we can't, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just say... I'll just say that... um, To... to to wrap it up uh there is a real unedited comic panel where it's just moon knight and spider-man's heads moon knight is leaning in towards spider-man like they're both facing forward so he's he's like leaning in in that like side like i'm about to whisper to you way
1: yeah
0: and it's like wow because uh, uh the situation around was like there was a bunch of superheroes and they were discussing some shit and things started escalating. And Moon Knight just leans into Spider Man and goes, Wow, I picked a really bad time to zone out. What did I miss? And <laughs> Spider Man's <laughs> like, Oh, uh, uh, Gamora's about to pick up her dad's trade or something. And Moon Knight's like, I don't know any of these people. What does that mean? And Spider Man's <laughs> like, Just punch who I punch in a second.
1: Oh, I've <laughs> seen that one. Just punch who I punch in a second. <laughs> That's pretty good
0: yeah oh i'm i'm so excited for that and you know what's funny it took me a bit because i literally the first time I, I watched the trailer i forgot news <laughs> about casting that i had heard and i was mm-hmm. like that guy looked kind of like oscar isaac <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh dude i'm really excited for how they're planning to do their little dissociative identity thing like there's one of the shots in the trailer where it looks like he's waking up in the middle of a situation where he's driving a truck and holding the gun hey, and yes. dragging someone behind the truck and he's like, "How That's
0: that's maybe the scene that I'm looking most forward to, realizing you just <laughs> killed someone and having no memory of it.
1: yeah. You, you created an ADHD uh, word association just now when you mentioned Gamora. Uh, so I have to say that I've been playing the Guardians of the Galaxy video game and that's a funny game, man. They record so much dialogue for it. The characters never stop talking. Just constantly throughout the entire game. Um, I've heard
0: that that's both a good and bad thing. Oh, to me
1: so far, it's just a good thing. Because okay. they're really funny.
0: Because um, I know in some gameplay moments, sometimes especially when the music is bumping like the soundtrack is, you wanna you want to hear the action and the music. But the game that doesn't ever really do that
1: yeah and they don't like play the the 80s pop songs like the entire game it's it's like when something special happens like there's there's a feature you can use to kind of hype up the guardians and if you do it right this is my favorite thing about the game is that you get to choose like dialogue options for star lord and sometimes it turns out to be a bad decision sometimes it's a good one and if you pick, like, the right wording at the right time, you can, like, hype up the Guardians and then it starts playing one of the 80s pop songs and you get, like, extra powers for a little while. Uh, it's kind of cool. But uh, I don't know why I just thought of my favorite moment in this whole game so far. This is a part where we have uh, Mantis joining us for a little bit. And I didn't know this about Mantis, that she can, like, see alternate timelines or see, like, possible futures... Um, I didn't know that was one of her powers. I don't know if that's just for the game or the comics, but she's hilarious cool. in the game because, like, a big, like, at some point, uh, they're at this, like, big cliff, and Rocket looks over and he goes, uh, I don't like the look of this. And she goes, Don't worry. There's only two timelines where you die from a great fall here, and this probably isn't one of them. <laughs> she's just always just. Unveiling weird details like that, like a big rock falls over and they all get startled. She says, "Believe it or not, there's a timeline where that gets Gamora." And she just says it like very flat. That's great. It's anyway. That's my tangent for the day.
0: Cool. Uh, okay, we're we're gonna talk about the Emerald Archer, uh, Green Arrow, and I, I feel like. I should also mention, I don't dislike most iterations of Green Arrow. I only dislike his most famous iteration. That's so sad to me. Because it's
1: like one of my favorite shows ever made.
0: Okay, counter argument. (laughs) Guys like us don't get the girl, Barry.
1: Yeah, but he was wrong.
0: Yes, and that's the issue. He's always fucking wrong. He's all he <laughs> Hey, tell me, across the eight seasons, what are some of his defining character traits? What but are some of his Batman. motivations? What well sure, but I mean, <laughs> even other than that, like does he kill people? Oh see, that does
1: get frustrating.
0: That's, or or how about this? Um, or how about this? Uh does he think it's better to do things alone? Uh, so that's murky too. But that's yeah, that's, that's,
1: that's my that's, that's him, my issue. That's him he having doesn't... character growth and then no, realizing no, no.
0: he was wrong. No, no, because he then realizes his wrong was wrong. The the <laughs> problem is that he's a different fucking character every season.
1: Yeah, to be fair, that's just the CW.
0: I know. And <laughs> and I'm fully aware it's the CW, but it is a CW show, and it still happens because of the CW, so... Yeah.
1: But it also has my favorite Green
0: Arrow moments ever. But that's, again, because it's the only live-action Green Arrow thing. Yeah, I no, I guarantee you, if another show was done on fucking HBO Max, sponsored by HBO Max, that you... That would have your favorite Green mo- Arrow moments ever. Probably. Like, and I should also say, again, so people think that I'm not a fucking Marvel chill soy boy cuck or whatever the fuck they try to call people these days. <laughs> they like good movies. Um, like, I started watching Arrow. I was immediately invested. The first two seasons I adored... Third season, I was like, I don't think that that was as good, but I still enjoyed it. And then season four, I went, What the f doing?
1: Yeah, see, I had like much more. T- did you give up at that point?
0: Or yes. did you keep going?
1: Okay. Yeah, see, so uh, so I watched one and two, and I was like, This is the best show ever written. And then in season three, I was like, Okay, I was still pretty good. You know, it, was, it had a few flaws. Uh, they kind of. Went there with the, the soap opera shit more than they have in the previous two seasons. And season four, they went real hard with the soap opera shit and started doing magic. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure I'm wasn't feeling even, this,
0: but it wasn't I'll keep watching. Magic. It wasn't even the magic that bothered me. It was like, DC is a world with magic. Eventually, they got to bring that shit in. Yeah. Especially because this is the starting point of a multiple series universe. Hmm. What bothered you about it? Fucking the the soap opera shit. Yeah. Like (laughs) uh, the fact that Oliver is like hey I literally like experience of an alternate timeline where uh, I I told you that uh, that I had a child and you left me. Uh, so in this one, I didn't tell you. until we built up more trust, and now I'm telling you I have a child with another woman. She's in a wheelchair at this point. And she goes, "You should have told me." And he's, "It's like no, clearly he shouldn't." That is the lesson that he learned from the alternate timeline where it was still you doing. Yeah, the same that's my and, and then she's <laughs> like, uh, "I don't like." I'm being an unreasonable bitch in multiple scenarios. <laughs> I'm going to get up out of my wheelchair and shake off my cripple.
1: <laughs> my my hatred of what you just did is so powerful.
0: And I realize that like the actual in story explanation is they put a fucking nano chip microchip yeah, or some shit in her spine. But oh, it just happened to take right at that moment. Fuck you, CW.
1: Sheer rage. Um, Yeah, that's always my biggest problem with the CW is that they have to write, and they do it to Iris a lot too, um, that they have to write the love interest as severely unreasonable in order to create the right amount of drama, which is something that Superman and Lois does flawlessly. The arguments that they have on Superman and Lois are like real arguments that a married couple that a married couple in this scenario might actually have and they never resolve to wow like guy's being a dick that. or she's being a bitch it's like no it's this is like wow you are both right and I don't know how you're gonna get through this is how those arguments always play out.
0: I'm so happy to hear that I can't wait until their show season 4 where they fuck it up hey um <laughs>
1: Highly recommend. It's on HBO Max. This podcast brought to you by HBO Max.
0: Um, I'm just saying, like CW has been showing a trend that they, they're okay with their love interests up until season four. And I didn't. You brought up Iris. I didn't mention it on um, on the Flash episode because you know we had plenty to talk about there. But yeah. The uh, with Iris, she went through this arc where in season one I didn't like her. Um, in season two she got a lot better in season three by that point because she was good for two seasons straight I was like I adore this woman Mm. in season four I was like okay you're backsliding here Um, and by season five we, we hit a point where Barry has discovered that his daughter from the future has been working with Reverse Flash the entire time and he does the sensible thing of not injuring her or anything, but just taking her back to the future. And Iris blows up on him and is like, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. And he's like, She's working with the man who killed my parents. And Iris is like, I don't care. And yeah, he, yeah. And she's like, Oh, you got to make it all about you, Barry. And it's like, What the? fuck is wrong with you iris and then they have the nerve the gall the absolute cojones (laughs) to fucking teach the little life lesson at the end of the episode and say that iris was right and barry was wrong fuck you he wasn't
1: they start doing that a lot on the flash and what's worse about the flash is that in the seasons that they do that where it's like Oh, and they did it again in season eight, by the way. Um,
0: Great.
1: Except it was with Joe, and like Iris is is actually with Barry, but then it's like Joe acts unreasonably, and then they're like, and then the show says, "No, Joe was right," and and Barry's a dummy, and uh, (laughs) but the the big problem with the Flash is that they get into these loops where the same two or three characters will have the same argument like 12 times in 12 consecutive episodes. Yep. Uh, That gets annoying. Anyway, Arrow.
0: Sometimes, like, serious issues can't immediately be uh, resolved, right? Like, sometimes ideological differences occur. Hell, one of my favorite Marvel movies is about an ideological difference that can't be resolved. Mm. But, like... if people have already made their stances known and they can't come to a common ground, they either don't keep having the same conversation or those conversations evolve with new talking points. It's not just the same fucking shit. Uh, What I'm saying is CW is a bunch of fucking loser nerds who need to get laid and go meet people and understand how humans actually function so that they can write them better.
1: Uh yeah, I'm going to I have to just tell you what happened in season 8 because I'm so mad. Uh, I know this is a Green Arrow episode, but we're doing we're doing the Flash <laughs> CW show now. Deal with it. Um but uh in season 8, we get the reverse flashback again because he's a living paradox. And yeah. something is going on with him where now he is dying. He is about to like like dissolve into nothing or something. And Good. Yeah, and Barry and Iris and someone else are all like, Yeah, fuck you And Joe is like, No, we can't <laughs> let him die. That's not what you became a hero to do And they're like, He fucking killed my mom and then he fucked himself over and now he's gonna die by his own actions. I don't have a problem with that And and Joe's like, you know, no, I'm not part of this family if you if you let him die, it's too cruel.
0: Okay. Bye. All right.
1: Fine. We can save him. Fine. We can do it. We can save the Reverse Flash from his own self-imposed death.
0: Does Joe really like forget that this man is a bot? Okay. Joe has PTSD with Gorilla Grodd, and that is all because of this man. Like, like, Joe,
1: you had to adopt Barry after what the Reverse Flash did.
0: Yeah. Think this
1: through, man.
0: And it's not even just his mom. Uh, uh, oh, well, I guess Zoom his dead, but whatever. The fucking... God, the amount of psychopath shit that this <laughs> man has done to ruin their lives. And Joe's like, we got to save him. It's like, no, we just don't... Like, hell, no, fuck that. Even if we actively murdered him, that would be fine. Someti- what prison holds this man? He's not supposed to exist. He's, yeah, he the he's,
1: he's literally not real.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't born. Yeah. And so I don't, that's, That was the most frustrating
1: thing the Flash has ever done. And I was like, God damn, why'd you do that to Joe? Why'd you make Joe the punching bag where you had to throw your bullshit nonsense uh, argument to, to create your soap opera drama? Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. And that's, u-
0: that's ultimately like it does, in fact, tie back to Green Arrow because that's my issue with those shows. Because it, the line is real blurry between what you want to define as a character or what you want to define as CW writing. Because yeah. if you, if you want to look at things like with, more than two brain cells to rub together, you would consider a character, despite being able to go through growth and development, to have some kind of internal consistency. Uh, like I'm not saying that people who grow can also regress, but the, the human brain works in certain ways that growth and regression and regrowth works in certain ways and certain amounts of times and over a certain period of time. which we might not be psychologists but we can we can sort of track right cuz like again we are humans and we've lived around humans and we know how humans work generally so so when you see someone going like 20 different directions you're like you're not a real person that is not how a real person can function in the real world and it's not Magic Man Damien Dark. It's not uh, fucking Mirakuru-powered uh, Deathstroke. It's not uh, fucking Rag and Bone Man or whatever he's called. It's, it's, it is the way Oliver Queen and company fucking act that make me go, this is an unrealistic world.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest problem is that they do, he's a serial killer, and then they do, uh, he's Batman. He's not going to kill anyone with his very sharp arrows. And then they go to, all right, but like, maybe occasionally, if, if they're like real bad, he can kill them. <laughs> That's wacky to me.
0: Like, that's the thing. I, if I were a superhero, my morality skill would be optimistic, uh but pragmatic. It would be I will do my best to bring enemies in alive. But for the really bad ones, I will use my best judgment. Some people probably just got to die. Like if if I was Batman, Joker would be dead. If I was Flash, first Flash would definitely be fucking dead. Uh like the worst of the worst, who will clearly escape again, who will do some horrendous shit to seriously fuck up a lot of people. Like, you're not worth the effort to imprison. Yeah, and that, that's
1: kind of the point that they get the CW Green Arrow too, but where he's he'll he'll kill if they're like real bad.
0: But my thing is, okay, season one, he he was definitely a mass murderer. Yeah, he was even murdering like just businessmen. Yeah, he's um, a
1: serial killer in in season and, one. and
0: season two. They're like, okay, we got to do hard stop on that. You know, that was wrong we're going in a new direction, we're not going to kill. And it's like, okay, so because he's making this conscious choice, it, it's fine for it to be a 180, because he... It, it's a character thing. It's like, yeah, he, he wants this 180. He wants to do the opposite of what he was doing before, alright? And he holds true to that through Season 3 to the point where his entire conflict with the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul is that he doesn't want to kill anymore, but they want him to kill again. And... And in season four, he's even got all the trick arrows and stuff down to make it much easier to not kill people. Uh, and season five starts off with him murdering again. I'm like, well, then what the fuck was the point of even fighting with Reisha Ghoul? Yeah. Because if you were just going to go back to killing, then you didn't need to have a giant fucking war. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really like season five overall. Um,. Partly because I think the story of Prometheus is interesting.
0: Okay. Uh, what, um, where'd they go from there? Wait. wait. So, oh, oh I'm, I'm gonna fucking drop. up. Not literally, but okay. Do me a favor. Please tell me that this isn't the same Prometheus from Batman.
1: Which Batman?
0: Batman. The comics. Oh. I don't think it's the same
1: guy. I think it's a. Div- I think they've like redone the story of Prometheus.
0: But they just
1: they just okay. named him Prometheus for fun.
0: Uh, I'm gonna struggle someone. Look, Prometheus. Because also it- they
1: pulled a bait and switch. Because uh, if I'm correct, the vigilante's real name is Adrian Chase, right? I think because Vigilante just showed up on Peacemaker and he's Adrian Chase. Uh, Uh And in season five of Arrow, they introduce the Vigilante and we're like, oh, who's this mysterious new character? And then like two episodes later, they introduce uh, District Attorney Adrian Chase. I was like, oh, okay. I see this coming. And then they did a big bait and switch In this universe, Vigilante is someone else named Vincent Sobel. And and then, surprise, Adrian Chase is still not who he said he was, but he's Prometheus, which is basically just evil Green Arrow.
0: God damn it! (laughs) That's what I was trying to get out earlier, is fucking... Is he just a dark mirror of Green Arrow? Because oh, I have yeah. News in that you. case, yes, he's the same. I have news for you about who fucking Prometheus is. Yeah, he's evil
1: Batman. I know that. A... Oh, I'm
0: gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they do They do the deal where, like, Green Arrow killed his dad back when he was a serial killer. And they keep doing the thing where it's like, oh, the the consequences of Oliver's killing is catching up to him. And it's like, yeah, but he's still doing it. So why, why are we... <laughs> so why so are we're just we making to... more
0: future consequences.
1: Um. Uh, so that was pretty funny. And then uh... we, let's see, we wrap up season five, and now Oliver's got a son... In uh season six, and uh, let's see, what was season six? Is nine?
0: this is it the same son from season four?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's that he's now like the, the legal guardian of that kid in season okay. six. Um, the mom died, and cool. uh, then in season six, we deal with we we deal with uh. Keaton James and then we deal with Richard oh. Dragon or Ricardo Diaz I oh think.
0: Richard Dragon oh, that's fucking dope
1: yeah he's just Ricardo Diaz in the show I don't know if that's Richard Dragon in the comics or not but they keep they show Ric- Ricardo Diaz and they keep calling him the dragon so I, it's probably I'm pretty meant sure, to be...
0: I'm pretty sure his name is just Richard Dragon so I,
1: I guess it's their stand in for Richard Dragon Okay, um, um, yeah, they do that shit a lot, and then they have a man uh, with
0: the last name Dragon. Why not?
1: Yeah, and then uh, f- you know, full spoilers for the for the ending seasons of Arrow coming up here, which has been off the air for over two years. So I I don't feel bad about it. Um, they get to the end of season six, and they did some real big uh deal where. Basically, Ricardo Diaz has managed to create enough reasonable doubt for the uh, for the public that there's now an FBI investigation into Oliver Queen as the Green Arrow, and then at some point, Oliver decides that it's that like Dragon's uh, Empire is too big and he cannot take it down himself, Wait, so. Hang
0: on wait, I'm sorry, what season is this? This is six. Because that's also fucking season three. Yeah. am um, once again going to slit my fucking wrists.
1: <laughs> and then uh, he decides... Oh, sorry.
0: Uh, a content warning uh, fucking 12-part, I guess. Oh, sorry, sorry content <laughs>
1: Oh, lord. And then um, he winds up making a deal with the FBI, and he's like, all right, you help me take down uh, uh, the dragon, and uh, I'll go to prison
0: for being the Green Arrow. <laughs> Sorry, just take down the dragon. Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> 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 Guys, I'm I'm sick, so I'm not. <laughs> Look, to to to. I'm I'm currently in my recliner with the blanket pulled up over me, and I'm just laying here like. Ugh.
1: Well, the funny thing is, I am in bed with like 12 blankets because I don't have my heat on, and it's 25 oh. degrees outside. So um, I'm just see,
0: it's negative 13 for us. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I feel would need a lot that...
1: more blankets.
0: Yeah. Well, we've also got our heat going, so... I'm 60-degree uh, okay. like, room. It's fine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so the, the uh, season six straight up ends with Oliver Queen telling the press that he's the Green Arrow and promptly going to prison. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Is that the end of the show?
0: Hey, I'm man. Like, no, it's not. Roy. Fuck Roy. Like, yeah, really. That? Yeah, you ruined Roy's life for
1: three more years of being the Green Arrow and now you did what you were going to do
0: then anyway. Oh my god. I, I'm i still not over because like Roy Harper is one of my favorite DC characters. I know I don't mention him a lot but mm-hmm. um, Young Justice did a lot to make me fall in love with that character and <laughs> I was very excited to see him in the beginning of season two and I was like, yes, I can't wait for Red Arrow or Arsenal or whatever. They decided to make him, ultimately they made him Arsenal, fine, whatever. Um, and, and we got to see him as mostly a liability transitioning into a sidekick for season two. And we got to see him as an actual sidekick for part of season three. And then he fucked off to save Oliver. And to hear that that was all for nothing. Um I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> so Give then we a second I, I don't know if this is gonna cancel the call, hang on. Okay. No fucking goddamn phone. Stop. Stop doing things I don't want you to do. Why? Stop. Would it really fucking kill you? To type the things I want you to type, <laughs> I I tried typing wrong and it was like wing. I was like delete wrong wing. I did just you, did you mean dong? My throat hurts now. Ugh. <clears> throat> Fuck it, I'm leaving that end. Fuck type you. type wrong. Did you mean penis? No. Uh. I wish there was a clip so I could give myself over it, <laughs> oh,
1: <fuck. laughs> oh Lord, all right so uh where was I season seven yeah, season seven, we've got a pretty cool plot line of Oliver Queen in prison, like dealing with prison, and uh it's actually pretty pretty cool uh if you skip all of the other scenes that aren't Oliver Queen in prison. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, of course, they eventually figure out a thing where they're able to, like, appeal the whatever, and they get Oliver out of prison. Uh, And they do it legally. I can't remember what bullshit legal reason they came up with. I was
0: going to say, yeah, you know how easy it is to legally get a convicted mass murderer out of prison
1: yeah so they get him out of prison uh i mean he's well, white i so... say that
0: but i guess oj is still walking free so fuck me yeah
1: and oliver's white so he's got like an extra advantage on the prison system
0: um
1: so they get oliver out of prison and then uh they they did this whole big oh they start doing flash forwards which was kind of wild because they don't have the flashbacks anymore since the five years ago caught up to the timeline and so now they do flash forwards like 20 years into the future and we follow uh, William, his son who's now grown up and is like trying to figure out what's going on with like something bad's happening in Star City and whatever and uh, he eventually has to track down his sister uh and then in the, you know, in the present, we find out Felicity's pregnant. And it's like, oh, okay, I see how this is all lining up. Um, and it's it's wild. The the flash forwards wind up in this big convoluted mess of a story where they have to, like, try to figure out what's going on. And they blow up a big tower. And I can't remember why, but it was kind of cool. And in the present, the back half of season seven is a mess because the fact that was season 7 they also revealed that Oliver's got like another half sister that we've never heard of until now uh sure named Emiko Queen I don't oh. think her I don't think her last name was ever legally Queen she just started doing that um it was like it was like Oliver's dad cheated on his mom like Halfway across the globe for something, and so let
0: me guess—they treated that like it was a big deal, as if season one didn't reveal that his dad was into some horribly shady shit.
1: No, that that I'll give them credit for. They were just like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." (laughs) Dad cheated, and here you are, welcome. (laughs) Okay, they they like she's kind of antagonistic toward them because she like I don't remember why she hates the the dad. but I, I guess just for abandoning her. And so you, you she wants...
0: Why? what? You know why I would be antagonistic towards my half-brother? Oliver. You're having like an audio problem there. I can't hear you very well. Oh, hello, test. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay, I was saying, you know why I would be antagonistic towards my half-brother, Oliver Queen, the first time I met him? I mm-hmm. guess um, from a civilian perspective... Uh, he came home from an island, uh, took control of Queen Consolidated, uh, opened a bar, then lost Queen Consolidated uh, (laughs) because he was a shit businessman. So one of our biggest money makers is just gone now. Yeah. Uh, Then... He was implicated for being a mass murderer vigilante, but you know got off the hook uh and then fucked around in the suburbs for a while uh and then I don't even know what his his like civilian story in seasons four or five was, but then it turns out he actually was a mass murder vigilante then he becomes the mayor. <laughs> Right. So I, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with you the first time <laughs> I meet him. <laughs> so but yeah she's like antagonistic. I think
1: she wants to like I don't remember. She she hates her dad because he abandoned her and so I, she's like projecting that of Oliver. of her and she's like hey. Anyway. They, they do that whole thing. There's like a resolution to it. Uh, and then we get to season 8 my favorite season of Arrow. We're right hold, after hold, a hold, whole bunch
0: of bad seasons hold, of Arrow. Hold, hold up on that real quick. Because uh, I just want to say, um would you say that most people who watch uh who who watched this show uh would were probably millennials, right? Uh probably, yeah. Cool. I I feel like CW trying to tackle a story about dealing with abandonment issues from your father is going to be especially egregious to that generation. Uh, (laughs) We are the generation that all of our dads collectively left for a pack of cigarettes and didn't come back. (laughs) Do you know that more millennials were raised by their grandparents than any other generation in history? I
1: did not know that, and that's fascinating.
0: I was raised by my grandparents. There you go. Um, and I'm just like CW does not have the fucking chops to, (laughs) to tackle an issue like that in a way that's not going to piss people off.
1: I'm Um, sure it
0: did. All right. We will talk about your favorite season of green arrow, which was only like eight episodes or something. Uh, after this ad break. Okay, that was our ad break. And maybe maybe parts of my brain being clouded with the sickness. Uh, I did that same joke last week, and it wasn't even the right song. Um, our, Are <laughs> our opening other parts of my brain to be able to remember to do my fucking ad break. So that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alright, season
1: eight. Uh, is the best season of Arrow because it's not really a season of Arrow. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, is me dead? (laughs) No, not yet. Um, Okay. But uh, it's because season eight is all crisis set up, which was pretty cool. Um, Because basically season seven ends with the monitor shows up and is like, Oliver's gonna fucking die in the crisis, but he has to come with me right now and we have to go get ready for it. I, mean,
0: I do like how you opened with um, this is my favorite season of Arrow because it's not like the TV show Arrow. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it it is kind of a greatest hits. Uh, like they did really good because episode one of season eight like directly parallels the entire first season. Like they, they replicate exact shots from the pilot episode and the finale of the uh the first season but it's happening on earth 2 like he's gone to earth 2 to get something for the monitor and he like accidentally plays out the entire first season of arrow but on earth 2
0: uh, I I'm okay so it's pre-crisis though so it's wait it... no what the fuck earth 2 was destroyed
1: not until
0: this no, no, no! It was it was destroyed in fucking season two, or something. No, that was a that was a vibe. He
1: was vibing the future. It hadn't happened yet.
0: No, I I'm pretty sure they said that he was vibing parallel. Earth two did get destroyed, and that's why Jesse and Harry had to fucking like exit us out of there.
1: Nah, they didn't destroy Earth 2. It either came back or they reversed time or it was a vision of the future, but it was not destroyed.
0: I mean, whether it came back or whatever is one thing, but I could have sworn that it actually happened. Because throughout Season
1: 3, they keep sending... Harry and Jesse back and forth with Earth Two, like they keep pop- popping back
0: over there, and then they pop up uh, over here. Maybe they fixed it. I know how you fix the destruction of a planet. But, I'm pretty
1: um, sure Vibe was just seeing the future.
0: But I, I could have sworn he saw it, and then somebody else confirmed, like, yeah, Earth Two just died. <laughs> uh,
1: maybe I'm so.
0: wrong. I don't know. I don't anyway. think so.
1: But anyway, uh, Oliver goes to Earth Two, which is an Earth where he died and his dad, I think became the green arrow. Um, and then his yeah, dad died.
0: I, I do remember that.
1: Um, But uh, so he goes back there. So from their perspective, he was like away from home for like 10, 10 or 12 years instead of five years. And then he comes home and it's like, on this Earth, uh, Malcolm Merlin is like totally fine, but Tommy Merlin is the Dark Archer, and so there's like a few things that are a little bit different. And he's gotta like, and he basically plays out the the arc of season one, which was kind of cool. And then uh, he gets whatever he needed for the monitor, and then Earth, and then Earth two gets wiped out by the uh, the crisis antimatter wave. And it's like, oh shit, okay. So the crisis is like starting now, and just most of the shows haven't noticed yet, which was kind of cool. And we kind of go through season eight, and we keep doing the flash forwards. And I was like, why are you still doing the flash forwards? You can't, like, the show's ending. Your flash forwards aren't going anywhere. And then they.
0: I see you haven't learned the art of the backdoor pilot. Yes. Well, they
1: they straight up did a backdoor pilot that never got picked up, and it made me sad. But (laughs) uh, at some point, the monitor's like, you need help, and then he snaps his fingers, and and poof. uh, William and Mia and all of their wonderful friends from the future are now in the present timeline, so Oliver gets to know uh, uh, his daughter.
0: Um, Is that what that shit was about in Crisis? Because... I didn't care enough to look it up.
1: Yeah, that was, that was his daughter from the future.
0: And well, I, I got that. I just was like, when the fuck did she show up? Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was halfway through season eight. Um, and then they, like, they did good because they go to Hong Kong and they do a big thing in Hong Kong. And then there's even like a Groundhog Day episode where they get stuck in a time loop. And I love time loops. Uh, if you make a time loop story, I automatically like that story.
0: I got news for you about Caleb City. Then, <laughs> 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 Have you seen oh, did he do? Ago? Did he do it like just now? No, no, no. It's it was his superhuman interview. Oh yeah, that was that was good. I remember <laughs> hey, that one. Remember that was the interview.
1: <laughs> he keeps doing it. Yeah, that was funny. High uh, high recommend, dear listener, Caleb City Superhuman Interview. Um, yeah.
0: Or any
1: of it really. The guy is hilarious. YouTube it but um, yeah we go through a whole bunch of really out there stories that like break all the molds and it was pretty cool and then we get to the crisis and we go into the crisis and then they did two more episodes after the crisis and I was like how the fuck are you going to do two more episodes because Oliver fucking died twice in the crisis
0: Yeah, honestly, like, it's wild to me, because for me, it's like, you if you had, like, a single 20-minute wrap-up episode, but to have two 40-minute episodes... Yep.
1: So, the first one is a straight-up backdoor pilot. It's it's Mia, the daughter, goes back to the future, um, and then I was about to, like, sing the back to the future theme song, but I'm, like, too tired for that. And then, yeah, that's close enough. And then, oh dear God. And then, um, uh, they did some weird bullshit where, like, uh, the the two different black canaries that we have are now in the future with her, even though they're from the present, and it was like a little unclear why, and that was supposed to be like a mystery. They were like, I don't know how we got here, and we're gonna have to figure that out, aren't we? And Wait, then, are
0: they, are they both called Black Canary now?
1: I can't remember. One of them's probably technically still the Black Siren, instead of the Black Canary. But
0: I don't know. Uh, uh, why not Herbie White Canary? I'm gonna stamp my neck.
1: Because Sarah's the White Canary.
0: Wait, o- but over on Legends oh. of Tomorrow. What? Not Sarah. Are you saying both Laurels are alive again?
1: No, they, they've they got Laurel from Earth 2, uh-huh. who's probably I, Black Siren, but maybe I Black remember,
0: Canary. I remember that.
1: Who and then in out? season 5 or 6, they introduced Dinah Drake, who's the Earth 1 Black Canary, and now both of them are on the show. And but then hey, both of them... Do
0: you, what do you mean the Earth 1? Laurel was the Earth <laughs>
1: Yeah, but she died, so now Dinah Drake is the Earth One Black Canary.
0: <laughs> Who is this bitch? Who? <laughs> what? And then, like, how dare you be like, oh yeah, she's Dinah. Like, fuck you. I know, it was really fucking annoying. Oh, my head hurts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, both
1: of the Black Canaries go to the future. And they're like, I don't know how I got here. What a mystery that will definitely solve over the course of season one of this show that we're advertising. And then they, uh, uh, and then at the very end, William gets like kidnapped, like Mia gets knocked out and William gets kidnapped. And she's like, Oh no, William's been kidnapped. I'm going to have to hunt down the people who did it over the course of season one of this show. We're advertising. And, uh, the show was supposed to be called Green Arrow and the Canaries um, and it did not get picked up. So, we just have this hanging plot thread in like the year 2049 or whatever it is and uh, it's just like, yeah, William was kidnapped. We'll just see what happens with that. I don't know, maybe cool. something happens, maybe bunch, it
0: won't. A bunch of characters I don't give a shit about. So Yeah, it was basically plot. everyone you didn't care about got
1: sent to the future, and then opened a whole bunch of, pl- of hanging plot threads and then they didn't pick up the show. Yeah, um, it, was, it was real wacky. So anyway, that's the second to last episode. The last episode is genuinely great and you should probably watch it, but you have nowhere to watch it. So, don't watch it, I guess, because you'd probably have to get Netflix to watch it unless you buy like the DVD, which I do have the season 8 DVD. where I pirate
0: um, it. And yeah. you know what? Fuck it. I endorse pirating.
1: You know what? Fuck you it. should pirate the 8th episode of... Uh, not the 8th. The 10th episode of oh, season we, 8.
0: We live, in a, we live in a capitalist nightmare and the bourgeoisie are keeping us down and we <laughs> supporting them. They They've got the back of billionaires and I'm struggling to buy a fucking sandwich. So you know what? If I want to watch a goddamn TV show for free, I'm going to watch it for fucking free.
1: So season eight's finale, the series
0: finale, (laughs) is (laughs) is, uh,
1: it's Oliver's funeral basically. And they bring back like so many characters that we haven't seen in a long time. Lots of cool interactions. And there's also some flashbacks to like an adventure that happened, it takes place during season one, but it's like not one that we saw. It's like some in between story of Oliver and Diggle doing something in season one. But it was just very <laughs> cool. And it just kind of the flashbacks felt like a return to form because you got that season one vibe and then Diggle you've got like Nicole. <laughs> Um Anyway, very I got very emotional with the uh, series finale of Arrow, and I quite liked season 8, and that's our CW rant for the day. Did we have any other versions of Green Arrow to talk about?
0: Yeah, let's talk about some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, hey, you know who uh, actually you should, like, because, you know, CW Arrow, they try so hard to, like, the melodrama and make you feel for the stuff this man's been through but he's a fucking chode so Hmm. you don't you know who you actually wind up feeling really fucking bad for young justice's green arrow oh yeah specifically season two when he's like there's a scene right after they rescue the original Roy Harper, and he, they had just recently faked Artemis' death, and he's not aware of this, and so he's like, you know, everything that you went through for the past few years, this Roy losing his arm in five years of his life, and now Artemis is dead... All of you are poster children for the for the don't join up with Green Arrow Club. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Dude, that was heartbreaking. He was going through it. Like, he he was he was essentially like, believing that anyone who becomes associated with him, becomes a sidekick, is doomed. Like, Oh, it's so difficult. And then, like, season three hurts because it opens with Batman resigning from the League because Lex Luthor is now a UN member, and so he's stonewalling them, and they can't do the work that they need to do. So Batman's, like, the League was originally formed because I needed to be able to more easily operate around the world uh, without the law getting on my back but now it's become an impediment to that so I will just do better on my own so he resigns a bunch of others back his play they form Batman Incorporated and Ollie actually uh, is one of the ones that's leaving and uh, Dinah is just like and you didn't think to tell me about this he's like Look, and she's like gonna go, and I can't remember if they like broke up or whatever, but it was upsetting regardless.
1: Yeah, um, that was a great
0: arc. Yeah, cause like I and this isn't just me being a, a fucking Batman stan, I swear. I do gen- generally agree with Batman's stance, is that like you guys can have the publicity and, you know, the, the respect of the ignorant citizen or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you can't go save tsunami victims or if you can't go fight a villain, then you're not actually being superheroes. You're just super powered set dressing. <laughs> so. Who gives a fuck? If you can, you know, make cool water whips or have Amazonian immortality or whatever, because when fucking bank robber 37 is able to get away with it, because Lex Luthor said, I'm in charge and you're staying put, then you're, you might as well leave the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Another version of Green Arrow, which was short lived, but was probably one of the highlights of the character. Uh, Dark Knight Returns.
1: Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that he's prominent in that for a moment.
0: Yeah, he fucking shoots Superman in the back with a Kryptonite Knight arrow with only one arm. I love the fact that he hangs upside down from a fire escape with his leg. Yeah. Holds the actual bow with his arm and pulls the string back with his teeth. (laughs) Yeah, dude's insane. And still makes the shot from sniper range against Superman, who, even weakened from a nuclear blast, can move fast enough that the human eye can't track it uh that's pretty badass it is it's like yeah do some shit like that and i'll believe that this man was the world's greatest archer
1: i also love uh uh justice league unlimited green arrow
0: yeah he's pretty good i i do like how he was the intro to that because like the way justice league ended like all throughout the normal justice league cartoon it was the seven and And uh, you know they, they might meet other heroes and you know uh, work with them from time to time, but they were never part of the league. And you you go through all of Justice League, and it ends with what it, what the fuck was it called? Was it War of the Worlds? I don't think it was. Which I, one? The 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 Thanagarians. The story oh, arc. that was a uh, Starcrossed. Thank you. Why can't I? I always want to think it's war for some reason. (laughs) Um, So uh, Star-Crossed happens and they're down to six. And So then you start Justice League Unlimited and uh, it opens with uh, them trying to recruit Green Arrow and you're like, oh, do they want Green Arrow to be the seventh? And then he gets up to the Watchtower and there's like a hundred of these motherfuckers and you're like, oh! (laughs) Okay! They've been busy. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it, everyone's in the league now. (laughs) Which is really funny to me, because the Justice League Unlimited opening focuses mainly on the six, uh, and you see others, like, flying in the background. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's to represent alliances. Like, no, this is the Justice League. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there's, like, it's like every named character you've ever heard of, except the Bat family. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Nightwing is canon to that universe, and yet, guess who wasn't on the fucking Justice League?
1: Oh. They brought in Supergirl, but they didn't bring him back, girl, and that makes me sad. Bruce him, what the fuck, man? Come on! I don't think that. I think that was some sort of network thing. I, I, don't, I don't. I think for some reason they weren't allowed to use the Bat Family. For the Justice League, and I have no idea why.
0: Man, that's some bullshit. Oh yeah, but seeing how, that, but seeing how that,
1: weird was... Warner Bros. is with the CW, I completely believe it.
0: Wasn't that the Supergirl that was like some fucking analogous alien and not actually Kryptonian?
1: Yeah, she's from. Uh, I think in in that on that in that reality, it's like she's from. Argon instead of Krypton.
0: And Argo. It, oh, it was Argo. Yeah, because Argo was a city on in the normal universe. Yeah, it's usually
1: a city on Krypton, so they made it a separate planet in this reality.
0: Right. And I remember I remember you telling me about that during our Supergirl episode.
1: Yeah, and, and it, like the I explosion like... of Krypton like knocked it out of its orbit and everyone froze to death except Supergirl like her family put themselves in like cryogenic pods and we see that like most of the pods were destroyed at some point by like ice formations and stuff Uh, Mm. but hers is like the only one intact so she's the last Argonite or Argonian Uh, I don't know
0: hey listener go listen to the Supergirl episode if you want to hear more about that uh we we go in depth about multiple versions of supergirl and i talk about titties <laughs> i did right because I, I feel I, like i'm sure you like, did i don't I'm even need mo- to
1: remember the actual content of the episode to be completely sure that we brought up power girl at some point and you definitely talked about titties dude i want a motorboat power girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting that sentence is in the Supergirl episode. <laughs> Probably,
0: I'm pretty consistent. <laughs> Even when I'm not sick, I'm just like, man. Well, you, Power you can, girl, man. You, you can you can pick me out at any like random point in my life, and there's a solid chance i'm thinking about motorboating uh, power girl or she hulk or someone and,
1: uh, and i'm pretty sure that i told this story during the supergirl episode but i'll tell it again now because it's really funny to me that apparently the reason power girl has such massive tits in it uh, the, wasn't
0: a the... big fuck you to the censors or something yes
1: the censors were like no you can't draw them with with a with big boobs and the artist was like, made her boobs All right.
0: bigger every issue yeah
1: every issue he made them like just a tiny imperceptible amount bigger for like years week after week after week <laughs> and and then finally like when they got just obnoxiously large the sensor was like alright stop that and he was like alright now I know the limit Thanks. frog in
0: boiling water <laughs> now I know the limit yeah oh uh. man I wow I was just actually going to say like we we should just more like unashamedly have superheroes with just giant fucking knockers just acknowledge (laughs) some of the issues with big knockers but then I realized wait I guess Power Girl wouldn't have those issues because the main issue is the the strain it puts on your back but her back can also lift a fucking mountain. I'm yeah. Pretty sure, like fifty pounds. Of
1: so you're back. telling me that she should be able to have much larger boobs, and that they yes. should do it just to prove a point?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to be able to drown in her cleavage. fuck? <laughs> oh. okay. Let's. Oh, move Lord. Okay, um, Ollie. Yeah. Uh is there any other like really cool versions of him that I like? Um There was an animated short um that was him
1: saving a princess from the dark archer and it was in an airport and it's a really cool short which is also available on HBO Max. This oh. podcast brought to you by HBO Max. Okay. Uh, it's got- under the there there's actually a really cool entry. If you go to HBO Max and go to the D C Hub, there's a there's an entry called it's like Superman and Shazam versus Black Adam. But that's misleading because it's actually a collection of like four or five short animated stories that are each like five to ten minutes long. And uh one of them is Green Arrow fights
0: the Dark Archer in the airport, and it's pretty cool. Okay. Okay, you ready for the question of the ages? Oh, yeah. Hat or hood?
1: Ooh! Oh, shit!
0: No. Oh. Oh, God. Okay. Let's ponder this. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, um, the classic look of Green, he wears a, a little lad hat with a feather in his cap. Uh, like it because he's Robin Hood, right? Like that was the thing, right? right? So he wore the little Robin Hood hat, um, but in more modern iterations, uh including the fucking CW one, he, uh, he just has a hood. Um, I personally am Team Hood. Uh, it's not that I hate the hat. In fact, I find the hat kind of endearing. Um,
1: yeah, I think the hood's cooler yeah it's just a cooler look and yes. it's a little actually I don't know why I was going to say it's more unique the hat is far more unique yeah um, definitely 100% but uh, but I really like the way the hood looks Uh, def, do, so do you like do you like it where it's like hood but he's not wearing a mask but the hood is like real shadowy so you can't see his no. face
0: no fucking dumb
1: <laughs> my favorite not my favorite. Like my favorite as a joke, is that, is that in season one of two of Arrow, he's just got grease paint, over his eyes, and the hood, and it's like it doesn't help. Yeah, no, that's bad. Um, and then, and then finally, Barry Allen makes him a a domino mask, basically, for him to wear yeah. under his hood, which is pretty cool.
0: Uh, back in the days when Barry was more sensible than Oliver.
1: <laughs> man, Barry's introduction on Arrow was like my favorite episode of
0: television. It was fantastic, man. I loved that shit.
1: And I was the whole time I was like, "Oh my god. That's Barry fucking Allen. Are they going to do it? They're not going to do <laughs> it, right? This show's pretty realistic. They're not going to do it." Uh, and, then, and then they fucking did it. Yeah. That, <laughs> and I was freaking with a fucking lightning bolt. It was like one of those um uh you know, where it's like cap catching Mjolnir and you can't help but go like fuck yeah at the screen. Yeah, yeah it was one
0: of those. I like stood up and like screamed at my TV when that happened. It, it's those moments that make me love superheroes, man. Like yeah. Um Oh hey, uh it just it popped in my head. Here's a talking point about Green Arrow that uh, we should bring up. Um, I actually kind of touched on it earlier without realizing it. Uh, you know what Green Arrow says? Hmm. Fuck capitalism. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: because <laughs> think, okay, because DC's just two big billionaire uh, guys who use gas. and one is like, yes, I will use capitalism. As best as I can to help the needy of Gotham, and the yeah. other one goes, "Fuck that! I was born into wealth and I didn't actually work for any of it. I'm going to be a common." And yeah, Green Arrow actually the rivalry with Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, because Hal, first of all, is a cop, and also and also he's a military dude, only pro capitalist, and. For what the fuck? Like you were a, b- a billionaire, why wouldn't you be? And he's like, because I didn't earn this shit. I didn't work for it. There are people that are dying on the streets, and what? I just got the silver spoon in my mouth. This is bullshit. This is a fucked up system. We got to do something about this. <laughs> do you not care? And Green Lantern's like, but I'm benefiting. Fuck you. <laughs> yep.
1: I also love that they even acknowledged it in the animated uh universe the what is it earth 12 I think is what most people consider it to be I think but what 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 the the like Justice League Unlimited and Batman the animated series I think most people call that earth 12 I don't know why I know that but that sounds oh, right I just call
0: it DCAU but okay um but
1: yeah on on the DCAU that they even acknowledged it there where it's like mostly more like story based and, and kind of like kid friendly. And they straight up acknowledge his political opinions on it. And I was like, good for them.
0: That was cool. And
1: yeah. This is the part where they're like, um, they're like arguing over whether or not the government is right to be afraid of the justice league. And then at some point, uh, at some point, uh, they're saying, like they say to the Green Arrow, what see, do you agree with them? And he goes, no, I mean, maybe, yeah, actually, you guys scare me. And then he says, look, I'm an old lefty. The government has to do for the people what they can't do for themselves. And there's nothing the government can do to protect them from you if they have to. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that was a good line.
0: Love that. I, and, The my mouth. Um, <laughs> I. I probably sound like a maniac in this episode. I don't care. Um, we always sound like maniacs, right uh, but a p- particularly unwell one today. I'm I'm um,
1: always cackling at everything. Like this is I'm psychotic on the show.
0: But that's because I'm hilarious. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> um. And handsome, ladies. Uh, ladies. Ladies.
1: I you saw a, to... a stand-up uh, but... comedian who has a bit where he says, you can make any sentence creepier by adding the word ladies at the end of it. And he goes, <laughs> help, I've fallen in a well. Ladies. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: goes, thanks for coming to my show ladies uh, it's, okay. it's
1: always it's really funny
0: anyway what was I gonna say Well, were we uh leftists uh yeah Green Arrow being an old lefty oh yeah uh I would actually um like Green Arrow more than Batman these days if he was given as good treatment as Batman gets um because like I, I'm i not one of those that blindly goes oh Batman's a bad guy because he's a billionaire that beats up mentally ill people it's like no he beats up mentally ill people who are going to mass murder Yes, um, yes. and after he's done making them mass murder, he's, he makes me murder. you kind of fading out oh uh, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It just occasionally does it.
0: Uh, I mean, it's just the internet out here fucking sucks. Again, it's like mega 14 out. Um, but <laughs> uh, I was like, Batman makes sure that they can't mass murder. And then once he's done with that, sends them to an asylum where they can supposedly like receive treatment that supposedly. they need. Uh, and... And I also know that he is constantly spending his own money on, like, new facilities and shit that the city needs. Like, he is trying to tackle the uh, the issue of mental well-being in Gotham, but uh, at the same time he is often still acting as CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation. And I'm sure that that company is going because it's still selling insulin for fucking a hundred dollars a pop or whatever. (laughs) Like that, that's the way corporations work is that like, okay, the cost of this item is $5. So we'll sell it for $20 And we'll do that for the next hundred years. And so every single time someone pays $15 extra, not only do we gain $15 but they have $15 less to work with until there is no money left to circulate from the lower class and they all just start fucking dying. And that's not an issue we will ever ever try to resolve. Yep. because we will ride this economy until we break it and then revolution forces us to have a new economy <sighs> so uh, salute your flag everyone that's our country uh, <laughs> I think that about does it for the episode <laughs> did you have saw- anything else you wanted yeah. to say
1: well, I, I, you know, I, I linked this in the, uh, in the uh, Discord, but I saw, I saw a big, just since you brought this up and, and we don't care about staying on topic, uh, I saw a big uh, Twitter argument about uh, that, that Superman is... Okay, so I'll, let me start from the beginning. Okay. Superman and Lois Season 2 is exploring the, uh, maybe Superman doesn't want to work with the military angle. And and they had a really cool line where uh, the guy who's now running whatever special division of the military this is, was like, um, you know, is basically like, I need you, I need your allegiance to America. And Superman's like, I can't give it to you because I gave it to the world a long time ago. And it was a really cool line. Um, and a whole bunch of people a lot of people are commenting on that with CW's woke bullshit that, oh that Superman's, you know, you know, criticizing the military and doesn't want to, you know, I think it was because he saved like there was a North Korean submarine that was like sinking and he went and saved them and the military got mad at him for saving North Koreans uh, in a nuclear submarine. And he's like, I'm Superman, I save people. That's that's the thing. They were in trouble. Um, I don't really care about your your reasons for to want them dead. They were in trouble and I saved them. Um and uh so they're all like CW's woke bullshit with Superman being a globalist
0: or whatever and he, he hates America and it's like <laughs> fuck all of you you know why globalists hate america is because america constantly draws a line in the sand
1: yeah it's because americans act like that
0: yeah because <laughs> when we are constantly like if you care about lives in other countries and you're anti-american then people are obviously going to go okay i guess i'm anti-american you're a bunch of assholes america
1: yeah let me yeah i'm gonna read these two tweets because um, this is this is where it got annoying. I was like, this is th- this is such a dumb argument. So someone uh quote tweeted this article and rightly says Apparently most of the people commenting don't understand Superman. He's not an American soldier. He's for the whole world. This is something that's been tackled extensively in the comics. If you have a problem with it, I don't think you really get the character. Yeah. Um, but then someone quote tweeted them and this person actually has like a following and i don't get it is they replied to this by calling them a smooth brain and said superman is a character to, to exemplify everything that is good about america and he's synonymous with american culture he's not a morally compromised figure that's ashamed of his own home country and it's just it's the dumbest thing because i'm like firstly you're kind of wrong. He doesn't, he's not exclusively American, but also you're not even responding to what's going on. Like, it's sure, yeah, he's he likes America, I think. He doesn't have like a problem with America,
0: yeah, other than shame, in yeah, other
1: than the like corrupt parts of it. But you know, he's not like America's a terrible place, I don't want to live here. He didn't do that. He lives in, he
0: lives in. It's a small rural town. Um hot take. America is a terrible place and I don't want to live here. Yeah, but Superman doesn't think that. <laughs> and so it's really funny that
1: it's so it's really funny that people see Superman say, I don't know if I want to work for the military and like be faithlessly faithfully loyal to you. It's like and that registers to you as Superman hates America and thinks it's a terrible place. Look, no, he's, he's I know. He's just I'm, a hopeful guy who saves people. Just calm if down. I
0: can, if I can get on my political soapbox once again. Um, we
1: love soapbox.
0: <laughs> we, uh, I should give this box a medal. Um, <laughs> we constantly talk about how like, again, North Koreans or the Chinese or whatever are brainwashed. From an early age to <laughs> yeah. believe all these horrible things but I see where this is people, going <laughs> when people can't even recognize that the American idea of patriotism is give your support no matter what we do you are failing to recognize that we brainwash our kids too
1: yeah, the, we, it's every. It's fucking one,
0: weird to make children recite the National... The, the I was just about to say, every time <laughs> we bitch about people not wanting to stand for the fucking Pledge of Allegiance, you are just further proving that what you care about is blind symbolism and not what those symbols are actually representing. Again, yeah. when you say, if you don't support everything the military does, and the government do you're un-american you are saying that you support things like the ski experiment yeah. because that was sanctioned by our government and our military and that is only one of many many examples of this fucked up and bloody history that America has I'm not saying you cannot love the best parts of our country and that you cannot love what our country could be but every time you say no we are perfect as is everything we do is great and any criticism is bad you are being just as much of a uh fascistic hyper national as any north korean is yeah but yeah it's it's really funny to me that uh
1: it says a lot to me that you can see Superman not even really criticize the military as an institution. All he says is, "Don't stop me from saving people." He's like, "I don't want to work for you because but you're, you're going to tell man, me when no. I It's like that you're going to tell me when I can't save people." And they interpret that as "woke, leftist bullshit.
0: They're not American. What? They don't lead red, white, and blue. Yee um, And also, like, the show is baked
1: in, like, small town conservatism, too. Like, they've got, you know, there's two characters who are, you know, it's not like we discuss the politics of everyone on the show, but it's pretty clear these two people are probably conservative leaning, and they're not depicted as bad people. And, you know, like the military is, there's some strained relationships, but the military dudes are usually the good guys in season one. And it's just that Superman doesn't want to, like, pledge his allegiance to them in season two. And I'm like, how are you seeing this as woke bullshit? I hate it. I hate it. I'm sorry. Anytime anyone unironically complains about woke anything, you're a joke. It's... It's utterly I mean,
0: ridiculous. The only reason these people even consider Superman an American icon is one, he was made in America. And and again, I have news for you about characters like Black Panther. Because uh, they were also made in America, despite him being an African <laughs> icon. Um, and two, because comic writers wrongfully took, how long did it take? 90 years to change his saying from "truth, justice in the American way." Um, yeah, and the "truth, justice in the American way" thing, I
1: think, actually turned up like during and after World War II. Like right before World War II, he didn't have a catchphrase. Um
0: yeah. I, and when I hear them being like, "Oh, but he, he's the iconography of the best parts of America," I'm like, "It's Captain America, you fuckwit." Yeah, it's not Superman um yeah they literally have a word for superman in german so i don't want to fucking care <laughs> about how he's only american
1: yeah and and, and, and like yeah he is like yes he's american he likes america he grew up in america great um he's not faithfully loyal exclusively to america and its military that should Which not is be also... controversial
0: which is also why the dark knight returns is one of my least favorite interpretations of Yeah, cuz that's not that's not him. No. Like we, we can talk all day about fucking injustice or whatever and all of these versions that spit in the face of the core character of Superman, but it's like, well, at least those are like alternate universe or you know depicted as Superman gone wrong, but Dark Knight Returns it's just like this is Superman, right? No. No, yeah, it's fucking I, not. It's he's one not of my just a jackass things. standing in the... This is the first panel he shows up, he's literally got an uh, a button-up white shirt buttoned halfway down to expose a massive V. Uh, and he's standing there, and he's got his arm out, and a fucking bald eagle is on his arm. <sighs>
1: it's one of my favorite things about Man of Steel is when he, like, destroys the drone and they're like you can't destroy our drones and he's like look you're not going to figure out where i live and my my favorite i it's one of my favorite moments in man of steel is when the military guy uh is like you know how do we know that you're not eventually going to turn against america and he's like i grew up in kansas man i'm american don't like you know i'm not going to like destroy the country but if I'm going to help you it's on my terms like I'm just helping people you gotta leave me alone I'm not, a, I'm not a military dude
0: for every good thing in that movie there's always a bad thing to balance it out into making it a bluff for me mm-hmm. and a good example is that that is a good scene and then he flies away and they immediately undercut it with he's hot I'm the <laughs> only so boob here. he's hot <laughs> fuck up
1: and that's um that's Star Sapphire, who says that.
0: What? Yeah, it's Fuck Carol off. it's Carol Ferris. <laughs> God damn it. just gonna <laughs> hang myself. <laughs> uh Okay, I'm done. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, we transitioned from Green Arrow to Superman spectacularly, so yeah, Green Arrow a
0: Just like that Kryptonite Arrow did. <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah, Green Arrow is a leftist and Superman is progressive and you got to deal with it. <laughs> yep. Um,
0: well, welcome to comics, fuck boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're all progressive here, Flashlights, deal with it. <laughs> <Okay>. um, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I when I'm sick, I just like hey, you know how I normally don't have a whole lot of restraint. Uh, you have
1: no filter at all,
0: none. <laughs> <laughs> I think because like I sometimes like self reflect, right? I'm like, I'm I'm really well liked. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why does
1: anyone like me? I, I say this bullshit
0: people tend to gravitate towards me a lot and i'm like i don't <laughs> understand man like i'm kind of an asshole but i well, see, i, I think... feel
1: the same way but with like my superhero obsession i'm like man why does anyone like me i only talk about one thing and i say the same thing yeah. about it like all the time
0: it's because superheroes are fucking rad don't that's true don't, that's fair like, enough don't undercut yourself, man. You are very knowledgeable (laughs) about really cool shit. Yeah, cool. Um, But I I just think it's because I think it's refreshing to some people because most neurotypical people have to do this do-si-do around the truth, right? Like they they uh, or I guess you guys, you're neurotypical, right? Um, (laughs) Probably. uh, I mean, uh, intense ADHD does
1: something, (laughs) but
0: yeah, I don't I don't know. I think ADHD is like on the lighter side of mental health stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, I never I never consider myself to be like I I usually consider myself to be neurotypical, but with the caveat that ADHD fucks shit up occasionally.
0: Yeah, oh trust me, I'm I'm well aware. I also have ADHD. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah, like oh god, did I make a podcast with three people with ADHD? What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, that's why it's
1: so good
0: because <laughs> uh, we were just talking about our adhd last episode um oh nice but anyway i think it's just that neurotypical people are like okay uh, i really feel this way but i i gotta take into account how they'll feel i gotta take into account my image i'm gonna i'm gonna word things this way and then that causes the other person to go okay i need to read between the lines i gotta understand what the true meaning behind their words are because they you guys want to programming yourselves to believe that no one can actually say what they really mean and so you get used to this constant system of like encrypting and decoding like hidden messages within your fucking dialogue i'm just here like i like power girl's titties and i think you all suck because you like this and and <laughs> they'll be like oh my god he's just saying it what he means like a fucking madman and then they go it is kind of nice that i don't have to like read between the lines with them though so <laughs> yeah okay uh you can join the cape corner discord and uh we we'll put up polls sometimes. I actually put up a poll for this episode. Um the 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 results actually tied Green Arrow with um Captain America and I've been wanting to do a Captain America episode, but I didn't have the proper energy for it. Um I genuinely love Captain America in all versions except for one. <laughs> I cannot
1: wait to get to that episode and find out which one.
0: Uh, It's the obvious one, don't worry. Um, but, uh, and I, again, like, I like most versions of Green Arrow, but I knew most of our time was going to be around the fucking CW one, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, my sick energy will be better directed towards that bitch boy. Um, like because yeah. you
1: you knew you could get me to just rant about the CW for a <laughs> solid hour.
0: It's one of the few things it worked for the flash. <laughs> it's one of the few things I can get you to be like, but this shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you could also support the show at my anchor page. It works just like a patreon. like i I could open a Patreon, but like, they've also apparently got some not-so-great business practices, so whatever. Um, you can follow me at Cape Corner on Twitter. You can follow... Uh, and I guess if you want to follow my personal Twitter, sure, why not? I'm at BeyondBlue13. You can follow Jordan's podcast at Fandom Optimists on Twitter, at, or you can follow him at JordanBlueMan right? No yep. numbers? Yep. No numbers. You? It's just Watch Jordan Blue Man it. everywhere that has
1: usernames.
0: Well, Lottie fucking da for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Fandom Optimist is currently stepping through um, Book of Boba Fett. This this week will either be another Book of Boba Fett episode or the
0: first four episodes of Peacemaker
1: collectively. I haven't decided yet.
0: I, I do feel like I should apologize to you, by the way. I've been I, I just I don't know for some reason my brain's not been like watch watch both that but... I know I'm good yeah uh, whenever I don't uh, have a guest
1: I just do my little uh, fifteen minute personal thoughts episode
0: and put that out uh, I think that's everything uh, I did the ad uh, oh uh, share the episode with a friend please if any. This should be a really easy episode to share. Come on, guys. You can do it. It's fucking. A lot of people <laughs> have seen it. Like, I understand, like, if I'm talking about fucking Matter Eater Lad or whatever, you, you're <laughs> not going to be like, oh, it's going to be easy to introduce my friends to this guy. But, like, come on, man. This is the one. They name dropped I...
1: Matter Eater Lad in a recent episode of Peacemaker. <laughs> it was really funny. Did they really? Yeah, at some point, he's like Peacemaker's talking about, you know, last time I hung out with lad, he ate Wendy's, and someone's like, he likes Wendy's? He goes, no, like, he ate the restaurant Wendy's. That's his thing. He, like, eats matter. That's his power.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's gonna listen to my podcast. (laughs) John, I know you're listening. I can't see you, but I know you're there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was a good fucking joke, right? yeah you're welcome (laughs) bye
1: (laughs) oh man of all the ways to end a podcast (laughs)